Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be rejection. The pros and cons of experiencing rejection. And obviously the first thought that comes to mind is pros of rejection? Really? That's where we're going with Empowering the Opposition? Indeed, we are. Uh, rejection isn't always a bad thing. Um, now, let me help put that into context, of course. We never go into a situation um, hoping to get rejected, whether it's a college application, whether it's a job, whether it's a significant other, whether it's a friend, or even a family member that we want you know, to ask them uh, to do us a favor of, of some sort. Um, rejection is not anything that we go into uh, anything seeking explicitly. But it does help us grow, and I'll start with the common sense part of rejection, which is we don't want to be rejected. We would like to remain optimistic um, and positive and hope that um, whatever endeavors we have, um, as long as we put in the kind of effort that we have the ability to put in, um, and we put in that level of effort, then we expect to get whatever it is that we're trying to get, whether, again, it's if it's a college application, we've, we have good grades, and um, we've done a whole bunch of extracurricular activities, whether it's a significant other, we feel like, you know, we look good, we sound good, we, we know what that other person is seeking in a significant other, and thus, um, perhaps, you know, we, we check off many, if not all, of those boxes, um, and thus we approach. Rejection is not something that we look forward to. Um, and from the common sense perspective, when we experience rejection, it is a feeling of um, self-doubt. Um, it jolts you into all of a sudden wondering to yourself whether or not you are who you thought you were. Um, suddenly you find yourself wondering if, um, you know, if, you're, if your perception of yourself is accurate, uh, even remotely so, and it forces you to really um, analyze who you are, what you are, and perhaps reinvent yourself in certain circumstances if the rejection is uh, is profound. The counter-argument to that in empowering the opposition may be that all of these feelings that I just mentioned might not be such a bad thing. Conflict theory uh, in human behavior suggests that we grow through conflict. So imagine, for a moment if you will, living a life in which you have never experienced rejection, you have never experienced failure. What kind of life would that be? Um, anything that you expect, anything that you want, you get. And since you get that, since you, ex since you have that experience, what you lack is the experience of knowing what it feels like to not get something, to fail, to be rejected. Is it possible that the moments when we experience rejection on all of the feelings associated with rejection helps us appreciate when we are not rejected? What happens after several rejections? You are accepted. Whether we're talking about, let's let's for, hypothetically begin with that college application process. You you get a whole bunch of rejection letters. It stings, obviously, and then you finally get that acceptance letter. Is it fair to say that that acceptance letter carries more weight, feels better, now that you've experienced a little bit of what rejection feels like, or would it feel just as good if the first place you applied to 
accepted you right off the bat and you never had to experience rejection. Let's go to the significant other relationship uh, example. If you've approached anyone and everyone in your entire life, whoever you've wanted to be with, you've gotten to be with. You've never been rejected. You've never experienced rejection. Do you really appreciate the person or the people that you've been with in the past or in the present? Or is it a feeling that, well, this really doesn't mean anything because I've never experienced rejection and thus the value of the person that I'm with um, feels like it's not as high as it could be because I have never experienced the feeling of rejection. Could it be that all of these associated feelings of pain and self-doubt and you know stress and in some cases even trauma, could it be that these feelings help to paint a better picture for when life is actually good? Speaking for myself, I've been uh, rejected from, from three programs, uh, Columbia University, Rutgers University, and Duke University, um, as a student, I was rejected. Uh, for me, it, uh, it kind of hurt. Oh, who am I kidding? It hurt a lot. <laughs> it hurt a lot. Um, but, you know, I've always been of this impression that, okay, like, you know, every rejection is just going to make the acceptance, the eventual acceptance, much sweeter. And for me, I've been fortunate in that even though I was rejected as a student from Columbia and from Rutgers University, um, I was able to use those rejection letters, which I have framed. I have the Duke letter framed as well. All three rejection letters I have framed um, and sitting in my office uh, displayed for everyone to see. I'm very proud of those rejection letters, maybe more so even than my associates, my bachelor's, my master's, and my doctorate degrees. They're valuable to me. Don't get me wrong. I put on a lot of work to get those degrees. But if you were to ask me which, uh, which set of documents um, I value most, it would be my rejection letters. The reason why is because after getting the rejection letters from Columbia and from Rutgers, less so from Duke because Duke was undergrad and I sort of like figured like, you know, at some, there was, there's still tear marks on that Duke letter from, uh, from my eyes. And uh, I decided to save it, and I'm happy that I did. But from Columbia and Rutgers in particular, I, um, I framed those letters, and I told myself that this is an indication of who I am today, and let's put a pin on it, and let's figure out a way, meaning my, me talking to myself, um, let's figure out a way to be the kind of academic that Columbia and Rutgers would want. And after just a few years, programs... Columbia and Rutgers that did not want me as a student now wanted me as a professor. So I have taught with Columbia and I have taught with Rutgers University, uh, more so Rutgers than Columbia. And this was after they had rejected me as a student. And I remember thinking to myself a, a great deal of satisfaction in knowing that just a few years ago, I wasn't even good enough to be a student in your program. And today, well, starting next semester in that particular instance, I will be a professor for the same program that I was rejected as a student for just a few years ago. So rejection could be a way of stimulating growth, as long as it's taken as constructive criticism and not something that is devastating and you say to yourself, well, I guess I'm not college material. Well, if I'm not going to go to Columbia and Rutgers, I guess they'll never want me. I guess I'm just not good enough. There are different ways to approach this. And I'm not saying that the way that I approached it 
is the healthiest way or the the, the best way. Um, I have a tendency of just thinking of like using rejection, seeking rejection in many ways, because I know that that's the kind of uh, motivation that has always worked for me. Playing football, boxing, I respond best to coaching that, you know, doesn't reinforce the good things that I'm doing. I don't want to know that I'm strong or fast or, you know, uh, or anything like that or smart on the field. Um, I've always responded best to, Nafis, you're slow. Nafis, you're weak. I don't know why you're playing sports. You should be in the classroom. You're not good enough to be in the, on the field or in the ring, whatever it might be. That's what motivates me. Um, and that's my personality. It might not be yours. So I think a little self-assessment, uh, self-assessment is important when it comes to topics like this and what rejection may mean to you. So in essence, rejection doesn't have to be all bad. Um, it could be good, uh, and I'm a prime example of how it has been good. It's not to say that it's always going to be good. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm using the college uh, example as my go-to example, but there's a whole other side of this that I have not excelled at, which is the significant other example that I explained earlier. I've been rejected by potential significant others, still continue to be rejected by potential significant others, perpetually single, as they say, forever alone, hashtag forever alone. And, um, you know, in that arena, I have not been able to use the lessons that I've learned from past rejections to sort of uh, turn that into uh, a future acceptance. Now, is that going to happen in the future? Mm, Doesn't seem likely, but who knows? Nevertheless, every rejection that I experience from a potential significant other, I think to myself, what could I have done better? Is it the body fat? Is it the way that I look? Is it the way that I approach people? Is it the way that I sound? So a little self-assessment goes a long way. Now, you know, you could make an argument that getting rejected continuously um, is good for me given my personality. So the more I'm rejected, the more I'm inspired and encouraged to continue to work on myself and perhaps if I'm ever accepted by a potential significant other that I'm truly interested in then maybe my desire for self-improvement might wane and as a result um, you know I'm not always going to be my best self you could make an argument that me continuously getting rejected by significant others might be one of the reasons why I continue to work on myself the way that I do so it it could be that uh, that rejection is something that's good for you and you're able to use and 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 uh, turn into future success or rejection might be perpetual um, and you just continue to experience it and maybe you grow from it or maybe you know it's something that beats you down and you sort of try to avoid um, as much as possible. It's no wrong way of approaching uh, rejection. Obviously with empowering the opposition, the goal is always to understand, Um, opposing viewpoints, not to agree with opposing viewpoints, but to understand opposing viewpoints. And uh, and hopefully with the topic of rejection, that's what we've done uh, here today. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. (laughs) 